Happy Wednesday and welcome back to Black Talk Radio. It is your hostess with the mostess, Kristen Ayana. And tonight we're going to be chatting with the plug daughter. I'm super duper excited to be chatting with her, you know, discussing her journey in music, discovering who she is as an artist and all that good jazz. So that was her latest song, um, Nigga Please, which is on... (laughs) all streaming platforms so make sure y'all tap in and get that but before we talk to her you know at eight i want to say that we are you know we are starting the show pretty early today um we got an early start which is super you know dope because we get out of here faster because we are busy people and i have a life out (laughs) i'm kidding but my schedule definitely has been hectic so I don't mind, you know, coming in a little bit early to definitely get stuff done. Um, so I got DJ Bam with me in the studio. So Bam, yep. tell me how you know how's your week been? Uh, my week was very busy. I uh, just finished uh, first semester. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, I got B, B plus, C, and a C plus. That's C, weird. That's C is getting degrees, baby. You know what it is. That's right. But it's crazy because I actually looked at my grade. I'm like, wow, I really got two flat grades. Then I got two plus. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay. And it's crazy because one of the classes I was for sure, I'm like, man, I'm going to fail this class. And that's the, actually the class I got a B plus in. It'd be like that. I think I think, it was the final in my midterm that saved me. All right. Because I really put my work into, <laughs> into that. But, um. It's dope. Uh, also, my week been my week been real busy like yours. I've mm-hmm. uh, been real crazy and hectic. I've been first thing for his book, seven days a week in the Ooh, clubs. Get that money. Uh, but also, also feel good because uh, we started shooting uh, some things for Music Mania. Right, right, right. So that's that's in the work. Also, ladies and gentlemen, that's coming soon. So any unsigned artists. Tap 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 in, man. Get with Christian or or myself. Let me know if you think you got the hottest. Uh, video out right now. Email it to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the email is music mania, and the word music is with a Z, not with an S. Okay. Uh, so that's music mania uh, video, music mania video at gmail.com. Just please leave the artist names, uh, the correct spelling of the song, the director, and whatever label you're signed or your entertainment that you rap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we definitely gonna get you guys videos onto the uh, music mania countdown. But For sure. Yeah. I think what's that's up with you dope. though? Well, you know, last time y'all heard me on air, yeah. I was a college student. Oh yeah. Now I am a Drew University alum. I'm, I'm a I'm a college grad. Um, okay. B A okay. in media and communications. So. All right. All right. All let's, right. Let's let's put some respect on me, okay? Yes, yes. Yes. So yeah, my graduation was Saturday. It was amazing. Okay. Ten out of ten. Um. I know college isn't for everyone. Now, but how, now let me ask you real quick mm-hmm. because I seen you post somebody showing you action on the TV screen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then it was people inside the where, where, where you was. Yeah. So my um my school their graduation how they did it was so they broke it up um by departments essentially. So first, at, okay. So for the class of twenty twenty, they right. didn't they didn't get to have a graduation because of COVID. So their stuff was on Friday. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, oh. So they, they gave everybody that, that, yeah, that feeling. Right. Okay. That's so dope. That's dope. They did that for the class of twenty twenty on um, last week Friday, and they broke it up by the, uh, uh, majors. And then for class of twenty twenty one, which is my class, they did the same thing. So like at ten a.m. on Saturday, it was all the like department of like science science yeah and then two o'clock was the department of social sciences okay and then six o'clock was arts and humanities which is my section right so um it was pretty it wasn't yeah, long. that would be mine sometime next year okay <laughs> um we were allowed to have two guests Okay. So, you know. Oh, you already know. So that's your mom and sister. Or yeah, nine. period. I, 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 even <laughs> I know that. So anybody that felt like they thought they were special, they, yeah, yeah. you special, yeah. but nah, you don't come between them. Everybody else got to watch. Um, There was a live stream on YouTube. Okay. So that's how everyone was like watching and stuff, like All the right. rest of my family and my friends and everything. Um, It was very quick. 
So, like, they had the president speak. Um, we had, like, a one guest speaker that uh, gave, like, a speech. All right. And then that was it. They started calling names. They started giving out the stuff. And we took pictures, and then we looked. Can I, can I, can I, <laughs> a little sidebar. This is probably the most greatest thing that ever probably happened. Because, you know, a lot of times you hate sitting through these graduation ceremonies. Yes. That's what me and my sister was talking about. So, like, for you to say it was real quick, and the way how you were describing it, it was probably like told, forty minutes. Oh, oh yes, I can't wait to graduate. If please, that, like, please don't open back up. <laughs> please don't open back up. Nah, that's what's up, though. I, I'm, I'm salute to you. I took my hat off to you because when even when I met you, I was like, this young lady is special, and you moving out here like you doing your thing. Thank you. And once again, I'm glad that you're a part of the station. So now's, as Cardi would say, it's only up. And it's stuck from here, yeah, if you know what I mean? Up and it's stuck. But, you know... I'm Are you going back, though? Are you going straight back? Yeah, I'm thinking... <laughs> so, it's crazy because a lot of people have been asking me that. And I'm, I do want to get my master's in journalism. Um, well, I'm going to give myself a year or two to see, like, where I'm at in the industry. Okay. And, you know, how I've flourished and if I really need it. All right. But I think from a learning aspect, and if I'm looking to work for certain companies on a senior level, just to have that a master's would be helpful, but I will go because my bachelor's is in media and communication. Yeah. But you know, I, and I did take a couple of journalism classes in school, but I didn't really study journalism fully. Right. And, um, a master's program, there are a couple, a bunch of schools that, you know, I could get my master's in journalism. But uh, I don't want to do it um, in the United States. Oh, you want to? So I've been looking at programs in London because, number one, it's a year as opposed to two or three years. And it's significantly cheaper. Mm. So that's, if I do go, I'll probably do that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll (laughs) We'll be shooting from London then. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you know. And I always just feel like I'm young. Why not? Why not? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I always say this is my baby right here. This is the baby I'm tapping. Mm. Got to make sure she's always good at all times. Yes, sir. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's where I'm at right now. I've been I've been applying to jobs within the industry. Right. Um, Nothing back from what we talked about? No. I don't know. It's weird. Who um, knows? Nah, it might be like but this. But it starts in June, so it's very... No, it's not time. Because it's probably like the week before, and then you know how they're going to rush everything. I don't know, but um, I did do... Like, I've been speaking to, like, some other companies. Okay. And I did an interview last week for somewhere else. I mean, I'm pretty open right now. Like, even, you know, like, I've been applying for, like, production assistant jobs. Right. Um, just things to really, like get myself out there so but you know i feel like for a lot of people that just graduated um they might feel like they have to rush to get a job you know what it is because you really don't i I, you Mm -hmm. know what it is it's programming us like that Mm -hmm. like like i hate to say it it's like oh i'm graduating now let me go get this job that's why a lot of people try to land the job while they're yeah students so it's like, so when they graduate, it's like they got a job already. But then you also got the ones who like, all right, I'm applying right back because I'm going straight. Like, damn. To school too. And it's just like, um, I was talking to someone and she, this girl, well, I made a tweet about, you know, rushing into the job market after undergrad instead mm-hmm. of taking a break. And this girl was like, to be honest, like, I wish I took a break. Like I started working my you know, post-grad job while I was still in undergrad. And I've been working ever since, I like, based before I even graduated. And I never got the chance to really take a break. And, like, I feel burnt out. Like, I'm really experiencing burnout. Yeah, I, I can understand that, too. Every, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Because mm-hmm. you got the work, you got the workaholics, and you got the ones who are just passionate about the job. But, like you said, still need that break. And then you got the ones, I hate to say it, the ones who get lucky that really get in certain positions. Nah, I mean, I don't want to bring up no. I had a little backflash by something real quick, but I'm crying. Nah, but that has certain ones who and then don't even finish. Mm. But you bust my chops about getting a degree and something that I, that we need. Clearly, we need a degree on this. But you let this person just get this job with no problem. 
Yeah, it'd be like that. It's about who you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just think breaks are good. Like we spend, I mean, for someone like me, I spent my whole life in school. So yeah. Oh, but you had a dope experience while you was in school, yo, from flying overseas, <laughs> then coming back to go to the West Coast. And then to come yeah, back. Yeah, school was fun yeah, for like, me. Like, not too many people can, can say what they did, what you did during school. You're like, come on. But that's because you got to use school to your advantage. Exactly. Like, college is for that, really. I mean, if you can, it's not every major that's going to allow you to do stuff like that. But I know, like, anybody who's being a chef, a chef that's mm-hmm. very big. Because like 90% of everybody who I told who wanted to be, or who became a chef or mm-hmm. who's coming or own their own restaurant now, that's the first thing they said, oh, my goal is to go be in the kitchen overseas. And it's like, what? Like, you can do that over here. But I didn't, I didn't realize how much, like, that is a big thing over there, cooking. It is, and it's, uh, it's an experience. Yes. Like, yeah, I can cook in the United States, but I've always been here. That's true. So why not? But there's also the name, like, oh, I worked in such and such kitchen with him. Oh yeah, that that is true too. That is very true. Yeah, but he also owned restaurants over here. They're like, no, but he's there though. Yeah, but like, <laughs> or she. I'm that, sorry, ladies. Or she. That's like you know where the I can't super talk because that's, that's just like one of us right now land a job, a super super job, like with a super super network that we basically grew up watching on, and like the president, we like, oh snap, that's a, like I ain't front. Yeah, so, you know, I think I'm just enjoying the moment. It's about to be summer. Um, yeah, Christian about to go on her uh, world tour, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know the vibe. She's about to go on her world, her world island tour. That's what I call it. So, <laughs> I'm side, okay? But, you know, I got to get into our media topics, of course, bam, because it's always something to talk about. Of course. So, first things first. What we got? What we got? You know I'm a Sag, and oh I God. love my fellow Sages. So, speaking of Sages, Nicki Minaj. I, I knew it. Okay, I, I that's it. my girl. I knew it. I knew it. Yo, trust me. Okay. I like her promo videos, how she was pulling up and stuff, this and that. Yeah, like, it, it really gave. Okay, so Nicki Minaj released Bend Me Up Scotty, her previous mixtape, for those of you who don't know, on all streaming platforms. In addition... Mm. She also released three new songs, um, which includes Fractions, Seeing Green with Lil Wayne and Drake, Drake. and then the Crocodile Teeth uh, remix freestyle that she dropped. So, Nicki's that girl. Like, it's the fact that... I never had nothing against her. Like, I don't know why people, like, try to, like, knock out the box or something. Like, it was just weird. Because, like... Because after she had the baby, everybody was like, oh, she's done, like... She just had a baby, and then on top of that, she she did lose her father. Yeah, like right they, at like yeah, like, like y'all. She's to not, a tragedy hit and run at that. Like like y'all, she's not gonna be on social media. I feel like she don't have to be on social media. Like I don't not to compare her to Beyonce, but like Beyonce doesn't really use social media. She drops her music and go. Like I feel like we should normalize that for artists. Like. I think because of social media, we feel as though artists have to post a lot. No. And especially someone like Nikki, like, she did her time. Right. I was just having a discussion with somebody else about this. Like, people who were saying, oh, rappers are broke, artists are broke, or actors. Anybody in the entertainment that's broke, mm-hmm. like, broke, they're broke to us. What? Are you crazy? Like, like I, because cause you guys don't hear from them no more or see <laughs> them like that. Do you automatically think they're broke? Like, no. Like, every time you see them, obviously still living a good life. Yeah, I think she just really needed a break. Um, she, like, if you're subscribed to her website, she did send out, like, a letter to her fans that basically addressed, you know, where she was and how she was just taking time to take care of her son. And, you know, she was, like, grieving the loss of her father right, right. and stuff like that. And I think that's normal. And, you know, she's back and she's released some stuff and... If she goes away again, she can do that. Like, it's literally fine. So, that's that. It's good to see all three of them working together again. I'm not going to lie. Man, seeing Green did what it had to do. Like, that song plays so, like, beautiful in my car. Like, sounds just. Are you back driving more? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. 
<laughs> had to be out in these streets running errands, doing big girl oh, things. Oh, the streets calling? Yeah. The streets calling? They're calling. <laughs> I'm answering. But speaking of Nicki Minaj, also, Young Miami asks Nicki Minaj to unblock her on Instagram. So, you know, after Nicki released the Beat Me Up Scotty and, you know, all the content that she has been posting on her Instagram, Young Miami tweeted and said, can you unblock me on Instagram at Nicki Minaj? After the tweet, um, you know, she quickly became the number one topic on Twitter. Now, Why? Because she asked another artist to unblock it? She, they felt like that was out of character? Well, there's more. Okay. So many people think that Young Miami was blocked in the first place after her 2018 interview on The Breakfast Club. So Charlamagne basically asked Young Miami if she would ever work with Nicki Minaj, and Young Miami responded, I'd just rather stay away from that question. I don't want to get into that, but I am Team Cardi. The City Girls is Team Cardi. Yeah. I wish I could see Bam's face right now, but like, I don't know why you would say that. Her first response was perfect. Yes. And she should have left it at that. Because you still was deciding and riding, Mm -hmm. and you was deciding and riding because at the time that was the little click. And it was a Nikki, and it was a Nikki hate train. Basically, what she was talking about before how everyone just woke up one day and started to hate Nicki Minaj. I felt like as a woman that that should have been made with a different connection. Mm-hmm. Or she could have simply said, you know, I respect both of them. I love both artists. I would love to work with both of them. No, done. she should have just said, hey, if it's in the weather and it works and it happens, I'm with it. Until until, until we know, until, until the future, whatever holds. Like, something like that. Like, just people got to understand, it's crazy. That was 2018 that happened. And, mm-hmm. like, you really got to be careful what you say. Or, you do. Or... or or quick the the with the whole I'm a ride or die loyalty to my crew or whatever, because half the time you only know that the the back the backstory behind certain things. Like people don't got into beef and it was like, yo, why we even beefing? Like even with the Drake and Meek Mills, Drake I mean Meek I mean not Drake uh, Meek Mills actually said it. He was like, man, I don't even know why I started beefing with Drake. Mm, the internet. The internet, man. The internet could get into people's I thought we was bad when we do our job trying to find out information. But, (laughs) yo, the the internet, period. Like, people, like the fans, they start making you into, like, man. They start putting up scenarios, and you be like, what? Yeah, so people are basically saying, like, why are you asking Nikki to unblock you? Because you should have never said that. And it's crazy because, you know, Santana which is um, Young Miami's, like, close friend. Right, right. And he also does music. Like, Nikki spoke on Clubhouse. She was in a Clubhouse room. And, you know, was saying how she respects Santana and thinks, like, some of the music that he's doing is really dope. So it's just like, if she supports Santana, she probably would have supported the City Girls, you know, or said something along those lines. But it's like, you burned that bridge without... Like, I don't... (laughs) But that's just like when JT was locked up. They said JT discarding everybody. And JT was like, that was an old-ass freestyle. And I was just freestyling. Like, it wasn't a diss. Everybody say this and say that about everybody. 50 Cent made a whole damn song, How to Ride the Industry. <laughs> and, J- and, J- and him and Jay-Z was on the Rock the, Rock the Mic tour. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, I don't know. I don't know, you know, but... That's that on that. Young Miami is blocked by Nicki Minaj. Will she get unblocked? Who knows? I wonder if JT blocked. Probably not. Maybe not. Or if she, magic, if she, magic, if she is, she's not gonna. But she's not gonna come Nikki, out. Nicki hit hit um Uzi up and like, yo, let's all do a record. Me, and you, and uh, <laughs> JT. I'm crying. That'd be the pettiness for real. It's a hot girl seven for real. Speaking of records, um, so Mulatto is said to drop a new song, Freestyle, on Friday. Song slash freestyle? That's what we're calling it? Like Yeah, like it's giving I it's giving me freestyle vibes, but okay. it is a new song. Um and she changed her name. Again. Okay, so boom. The rapper came into the industry as Miss Mulatto, 
Then she changed her stage name to Mulatto because, you know, she's got older. She thought, like, the Miss was giving, like, kid vibes. Because, you know, she's been rapping since she was 10. Then now, you know, which I talked about previous on the show. But she Miss, was, Miss Mulatto actually the grown version. Is it, though? Like, Miss Mulatto. Like, like, like. I feel like Miss Mulatto gives me. I would have never called as a kid. Miss Mulatto's coming out, guys. Nah, I wouldn't. Her name would have been Mulatto. (laughs) Yo, you're sick. (laughs) Anyway, so now you know that she was receiving a lot of backlash for her name Mulatto. So she changed it now to Lotto. I guess as as in lottery, but people are still saying like you still have Lotto in it, which is the the problematic part of Mulatto. But, Once again, ladies and gentlemen. But I get what she's trying to do, like Lotto, like the lottery. Yeah. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, who the hell are y'all to start? Because half of the names you guys and ladies out here be calling <laughs> yourselves, like, come on. Two, like, she, been, she just started, like, really stamping and making a name for herself Making noise, so but all, I'm of a, cons- all of a sudden now y'all concerned about a person name, a person name, really? But I'm also like curious to know why she didn't do Big Lotto because that's what she really called herself. I think I think Big Lotto is like one of those like like stage names. That's like I tell people like Diddy, Diddy was really actually uh, his stage name. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his name name. Mm-hmm. And but then you know Diddy, he go through his stages. Puffy, Puff Daddy. Yeah, now nah, P Diddy, it's Diddy, Diddy Love. Okay, dot dot dot. Um, but yeah, and, nah, then, and then I think also that big lot of because all that with the big purr and all that going on. So she probably just left it as mm, that. Okay, but I like Lotto because I feel like people was probably calling her that already too. Like, oh, shout out to all my Lottos. Like, you know, like they got the fan clubs. Like, like Nikki got the barbs. Yeah, so I'm about to play y'all the little clip that she posted from the freestyle, um, and it is dropping Friday. So, and she was, she was, she was, she was talking her shit. So, okay. y'all listen. <laughs> Change my name, but I bet they still gonna find some. Y'all ain't bullying me out my dry hits. I still ain't mixed. New money, new crib, new whip, new name. I'm still there. Yeah, new new money, new car, new, new crew, new crib, new, crib. new name. Still that bitch. I I think she's trying to tell us something like I think it's a whole new situation behind her. I mean, it could be. Someone said, LOL, I could care less about her name being Mulatto as thank long you. as she not making songs like Yellow Bone. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to the that is. I think, but I think, and she spoke about this in an interview with one of my media peers, shout out to Amber. And um, she said, you know, the reason for her changing her name is because it is offensive to certain people and she doesn't want to be offensive to certain people. I and think- I feel like when you grow and you have a platform and it reaches to a certain height. I can respect that in her. You have to do that. I can definitely respect her for that. For her even stepping up to even consider that because, you know, a lot of people wouldn't even even take that chance. Like, oh, my name is my name. But like you said, everything's about growth. So if she feels like why we already know the reason why everybody was getting at her and what, what that really means. Mm-hmm. So... I ain't gonna front though. On a little sidebar, when she first like, I heard the name. I'm like, oh, she named her name after like Coolada. That's what's up. Not Coolada. <laughs> I was just saying though. Like, what? I was just saying. I think Mulatto is really hard. Like she's one of my newer artists that I think. I is actually super like dope. her. I want. I, I want to. I want to see more. I would love to see more from her. I I, I like her. And I'll be honest, I'm in the strip club a lot. They they love her in there too. Mm-hmm. It's dope when I see dudes rapping her lyrics. They be trying not to, but it's dope. What songs they be rapping the most? The, the one with her and Gucci. Oh, um, uh, she's a very freaky yeah, girl. Yeah, that one. Yeah, she's lit. Um, you My know. favorite one is the one they um her, with her and Sweetie. 
oh, uh, I'm a real last, your last yeah. bitch from the south. Yeah. That song is really what um, blew her. Like, yeah. blew, that was and one then of my her second one is songs. I think she got the one with the city girls. Like, I don't actually know the name. It's in and out. Yeah. Oh yeah. In and out. In, in, I like. In, 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 out. I like that because I saw the video. Yeah, the video is very nice for that. Because one. I saw the video, that's why I started liking that. Real quick, do you start liking songs sometimes when you actually see a vision? Um, yes, maybe. Because I ain't going to front. Shout out to DJ Khaled. Album doing great, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, I wasn't... It didn't catch my attention, really. Mm-hmm. But when I actually started seeing a lot of the videos... Right. And I actually went back and listened to the to the tracks again. I'm like, yo, he did it again. He actually has a classy album. I need to listen to that. that my favorite shit is the Her and Migos song. Crazy, crazy. That's my <laughs> shit. Yeah, um, you know, I think videos definitely can make me like a song more. Um, but I don't know if it'll make me like a song if I don't like it. All right. For real? Because the song, like, the, the I don't, what like, uh, let's be real. How many times I'm going to watch a video? No, no, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes it, it come across your, your page or you just happen to see it. Like I said, I saw the in and out video. I was in the barbershop getting the shape up, mm-hmm. and it was on TV, and I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then when I actually seen it, I was like, oh, all right. Then I was just pl- playing the song. I was like, oh, I heard that song before. I think videos do a great job at um, making us remember. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the visual is good and you're just getting introduced to the song, when you hear it again, you're connected to the video. Yo, I remember when Pop Smoke came out with <laughs> Welcome to the Party. I hated that song. I also thought it was like, I don't I know. I hated it, but it grew on to me because everybody was playing it. And then, too... The type of style of DJing I do, mm-hmm. I like to entertain the crowd and get them hype. But when I finally it started registering in my head, and I knew how I was gonna drop it a certain way, I fell in love with it. Ooh, yo, Pop Smoke is goaded. Yes, you heard, you heard there's a possibility they might be dropping another yeah, album. Yeah, they how did you, say that. You you feel like they should just let it go to rest. Cause you know, um, you know those tracks are tracks that like he just didn't pick for the first album. I feel like his family got to eat, so I guess do what y'all got to do. He also has a son. Yeah. So. I just hope if it is, let's just keep it at two. Cause they come out with yeah. number three, I'll be like, all right, now y'all on some technology shit. Y'all ain't even <laughs> messing with it. Like, come on, come on. He ain't made that many songs. It's the technology shit for me, but we're about to add the plug. Yeah, he does have a son. Um, <laughs> learn something new every day. Black Talk Video. But we're about to add the plug daughter to our live and chop it up with her. Do, 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 do. I think I just sent the request. Let's see. Okay. Hey, sis. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. For those of y'all just joining the live, this is the Black Talk Radio interview with the plug daughter. So first thing is first, can you tell us where you from and what made you start getting into music? I'm from Raleigh. Excuse me. Somebody wanted to be in my interview, too. Hi. <laughs> but I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Exit 300. I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I didn't really see myself doing music. I just did poetry. Mm-hmm. My manager kind of hit me up and was like, look, you got talent. So what you trying to do? <laughs> and it just went from there. Okay. Yeah, that's lit. And were you like nervous at first when he was like, okay, you got talent, let's really put this to work? Or, you know, what were your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, yeah, I was. I did I wasn't very assertive my first like few weeks in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, because like he only saw like one snippet of me and was just kinda like, Okay, I know you got it, 
But like first day in the studio, he had me a ghostwriter and everything. Mm. And like I was too nervous to like tell him like, yo, I can write. Mm. So like I kind of like I feel like that first day I wasted a lot of time in the studio. I had somebody like write it for me. But then I was like, let me show him like I can write. So I just right. scratched everything that the writer wrote. And then I kind of like just did my own thing. Mm. And my manager was like, oh, OK, like. You can actually do music. And I'm she like, yeah. She really do. Okay. She's not one of them. <laughs> nah, for sure. I thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I love how even though you were nervous at first, you were able to say, hey, I could write my own stuff and really, like, dig in deep into your craft because I think that is important. And especially if that's, you know, something you want to be known for, you know, writing your own stuff. That's yeah. great. So, you know, you mentioned your manager, and I always like to ask my guests, like, how, you know, how did that come about? Because, you know, having a team as an artist is really difficult, especially in an industry like entertainment. So talk to us a little bit about that. Honestly, it was a, it was a weird setting. Um, so for, like, the people that do know, I met my manager in a strip club. Mm-hmm. I used to dance, and... Like I guess he seen my um my my like my little snippet the video of a cover that I did, mm-hmm. and then like he seen me at a club so then he's kind of like like I seen him a few times before we just never talked, mm-hmm. um so then one night he's just like, yo I want to work with you and I'm like, you know we in a strip club so I'm like dude like yeah get out my like, you know, not, I'm just trying to take your money like go ahead it's not really but, giving <laughs> right so you know we you know we exchange information or whatever he like never contacted me. Like, a year later, I get a call from some dude, like, yo, I'm trying to work with you. And I'm like, who, like who's playing on my phone? Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, this is the dude from the strip club. Like, you know, I'm serious now. I'm ready. Like, if you're ready to work, let's work. And I was like, okay. And then I think, like, within that same week, we, like, you know, linked up, went to the studio. Um, and then it was like, we started moving fast, really. Mm-hmm. And what was your, like, initial thoughts, you know, when he hit you up a year ago, when you were like, okay... I'm going to give this a try. Like, did you feel nervous at first? Did you feel like, mm, I don't know, this might not work? Like, because, you know, for him to hit you up a year later and then for you to, you know, try it out, that must, you must have thought about something, you know, before you jumped in like that. Um, Honestly, being that I did give him my number a year ago mm-hmm. and he still, like, you know, had my number and everything. And then, like, he wasn't one of them dudes trying to, like, spit game, trying to flirt with me or nothing. Like, he literally, like, once he was ready... He's like, let's do business. Okay. And it was just like, I felt like that was already an indication. Like, he's serious. Like, he ready to, you know. And then being a female in the industry, you know, people try to, like, coerce you or try to want to mm-hmm. screw you and all of this other stuff. And it's very unprofessional. Right. So, like, make you not want to do music. But, like, having having somebody that I feel like has my best interest was kind of like, I'm ready to do this. Okay, yeah. And that's fair for sure. So, now I want to talk a little bit about your latest single, um nigga please please. so i just played (laughs) that earlier on the show before you jumped on so tell us you know what was the inspiration behind that track and like how did it you know come about um i was in atlanta um and we were we were really i'm stuttering we was recording with sky nizzy okay um and like you know sitting in the studio like listening to beats and stuff you just kind of like get a feel and Scott Nizzy is a great like um he's a great he's a great person to work with like he always, he always has that energy um and especially like you're in a song and you just writing you writing and you feel like it's like it's, it's not it he's there to be like no maybe you should say it like this maybe you should do it like this and he's always like I, I don't know the whole time we in the studio for like eight hours you know eight hours plus sometimes and his energy is always like come on you got it like yeah that's it say it like this mm-hmm. do it like this um yeah inspiration behind that was just nigga please like i'm the plug daughter like i am the prize you feel me it's just i do what i want i'm the prize um yeah but just like on some on some boss shit i guess you could say okay yeah for sure and i feel like a lot of women can definitely relate to that especially especially like, nowadays yes yeah so i think that that's definitely a hot track for sure now, you just mentioned, you know, you're the plug's daughter. I have to ask, like, how did that name come about? And I'm sure people have asked you before, but I just, and I've, I've seen you talk about it in previous interviews, but I just want to bring it up and have you share it for the people that don't know that are in the live right now. Yeah, so um, in high school, Kevin Gates was, like, the only dude I listened to. Like, I was a super big Kevin Gates fan. Um, so I just remember changing my Instagram to the plug daughter. 
back then I had a, a, a Snapchat and it was it was like Narco Bando because mm-hmm. he had a song called it's like Narco Traficante. Anyway, I was like a, a huge Kevin Gates fan. So when he made the plug daughter, I'm just like, bet like that's gonna be my name. <laughs> but then you know, at the time, everybody Instagram and Twitter was the plug daughter. So I'm like, dang, like you know. And then and then now like doing music. We kind of like transitioned from that being my Instagram name to actually having that like as my stage name, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Like at first I was like, dang, like this name is so cliche. Like everybody has this name, but what now it's like it when though? I go to YouTube or if I go to Google right. or something, I type in my name. Me and Kevin Gates pop up. So yeah, I'm like, I don't think it's common because like okay, because I research all my artists obviously before I interview them, and mm-hmm. like when I typed you in only your stuff came up <laughs> like so it was very easy for me to do my research and find you so i i didn't even see anybody else so well there is another um her name is plug's daughter she she's in durham mm-hmm. she does music as well um and i just remember seeing like a little debate on facebook a few months ago like why everybody want their rap name to be the plug daughter and one of my followers she commented she's like well only the plug daughter and Kevin Gates pop up when you search them up. So let's not, you know, let's not go there. And I was just like, dang, that's kind of deep. Cause like I said, when I first started, like right. I was seeing a whole bunch of the plug daughters and I'm just like, well, you know, the plug daughter, plug daughter, plugs daughter. It was just so many, mm-hmm. you know, the same names. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But you know, I like it. it you, it's something, it's something you could remember. Like, you Thank know? You. <laughs> I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> no, it do. It does make sense. So now I have to ask you, you know, you talked about you, you, you recording Nigga Please and, you know, what that process was like. But I always like to ask my artists, um, what is your creative process like as an artist as far as like going into the studio? Do you need like certain things with you? Um, do you like a bunch of people? Do you like to be alone? What is it like? Okay. So it's so funny. I was actually just writing a song earlier today. I'm finishing off this feature. Mm-hmm. But when I go in the studio, I have my handy dandy notebook. Okay. okay. Everybody laugh at me because I guess, you know, new age, nobody carry their notebook. But this big blue notebook right here <laughs> is is my baby. So when I'm in the studio, I'll be clutching it and I have my notebook with me. Um, my writing process is a little different. Mm-hmm. It kind of varies um, depending on the song or the mood. Sometimes I get writer's block and it's bad. So I literally have to like book a trip and experience some shit just for me to come back and be like, oh, okay, I can write about this now. Cause I actually like did it. I've actually experienced it. Um, other times I'll just sit in the studio and I'll listen to beats for three hours, honestly. Mm. And it'll be that one beat. And I'm just like, I, it'll, it'll make me like see something. It'll make me feel something. And I just like, I write off of what I feel like I see. Right, right, right. I think that's dope. Um, I think that's cool that you said, like, if you have writer's block, that sometimes you got you got to take a little trip to mm-hmm. experience, experience something for sure. So I do have this uh, segment on my show called Quarantine Q&A, where I really like to learn about what my artist experiences was like during quarantine. Because you said, you know, if you when you do have writer's block, that you kind of like to take a little trip and, you know, clear your mind and experience but during quarantine, that obviously wasn't possible. So I just want to know, like, were you still writing during the quarantine? Um, what was that like for you? So I just took a trip, um, like, two months ago. I went to Hawaii. I booked a trip to Hawaii. Um, since I, I came back, I haven't been writing, like, full songs, but I have been writing, like, pieces and bits of songs. And then eventually, like, sometimes I'll put them all together. Um, but during quarantine, like, when it first happened... I wasn't able to go anywhere. So I would just get in my car and I'd drive. Like, I'd just okay. drive around, waste gas, listen to beats. Or I'd go to the lake and, like, just sit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like, sitting in the house, I couldn't really think. Mm. Like, I don't know something about, like, being at home sometimes with writer's block. It just makes it worse. Um, yeah. I don't like to write in the house. I know that sounds so weird. Like, studio sessions, I'm so weird. Like, writing in a studio is difficult sometimes, too. Like, I literally, I can sit in my car or sit at a lake and write, and it'll be so much easier for me. I feel like because, like, it's kind of like how people say they don't like, well, some people say they don't like working from home Mm -hmm. because it's like you don't feel as productive or you feel kind of, like, 
mm, it's just not the same effect. Like, I know what you're saying. It's kind of hard to explain. You'll only kind of know if you experienced it. Because, like, I know for me, like, I was doing my show from home, like, during quarantine. And, like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't the same as, like, being in the studio for sure. So I definitely feel you on that. Now, I've had days where I'm, like, like, there's one day I woke up and I, like, nobody told me to do it. It wasn't like it was forced. I just woke up and I wrote, like, four songs back to back. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, I was just in the mood. (laughs) And sometimes, like, I don't even... I don't even write rap songs. Like I have so many R and B songs that I'll just that just keep like nobody's ever heard of. My manager hasn't even heard them and I just keep them in a stash. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean I feel like for a lot of artists they have like a lot of a lot of stuff in the stash. You know, you guys are real right. real <laughs> real protective when the time is right. <laughs> You'll drop them. Yeah, especially, you know, my R and B songs, sometimes I write about like how I felt at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it might be a little bit too, you know, I don't want everybody all like, oh, you were your feelings. Like, no. But you'll be surprised because that's the stuff that people love. People love that. Yeah, true. True. Because problems, like, people that's heard problems be like, yo, you was in your bag when you wrote that song. Like, thank you, but it was a lot of tears behind that song. <laughs> nah, I definitely <laughs> feel you. That's facts for sure. So, you know, aside from like, making music and working during the quarantine like were you watching any shows or reading any books like what was that like what were you doing on your free time quarantine i ain't gonna lie quarantine free time i was shopping (laughs) i was i was eating and my son like i love it because he's so freaking bougie but he's so young my son is six (laughs) we be going to your house like literally last month we went to your house more than eight times Wow. He loves calamari. He loves steak. We be at Ruth's Chris all the time. Like, he's a bougie little boy. <laughs> so I was gaining, I was, you know, I was gaining a little bit of weight. I'm, I'm working on it now. I got a little gym membership going to the gym. <laughs> but, um, yeah, eating was crucial. And then I was, like, I was cooking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just in here, just trying new recipes. Okay. Like, just, you know, Googling stuff, just trying to cook stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's how my quarantine went, really. Shopping and eating. But you weren't watching any shows on Netflix or anything or reading? Um, yeah, so I was watching The Boys and of course Snowfall. Mm-hmm. I'm really like a big cartoons person. Like I watch cartoons all day. Like Gumball oh. is my favorite, like number one cartoon, SpongeBob. But Snowfall is that heat. And Teen Titans. And then, you know, uh. if I'm the plug daughter, you know, I'm like, I got, you know, gotta rap about some stuff, you know, that I seen and I ain't seen it in real life, but Snowfall. They got me. Yeah, Snowfall, I <laughs> I started it, but, like, I can't get past episode two in the first season. Like, it's very slow. Like, everyone's like, you have to power through, but, like, does it get better? Because I just feel like it's slow in the beginning. It's way better. And and really, if we being honest, I only started it because the dude that played Franklin Saint is like, you can open the door, Lonnie. The dude that played Franklin Saint is like, bae, so... <laughs> I I, I I gotta watch it. Yes, everybody everybody loves um loves his character and loves him. I'll be seeing it all over Twitter for sure. So maybe I'll maybe I'll tap back in and you know watch. No, you have to like you definitely have to. For sure, for sure. So now I have to ask. You know, you mentioned how you love Kevin Gates and you know we're a super huge Kevin Gates fan. But like aside mm-hmm. from him, if you could work with any artist. Hold on, baby. Hold on, wait. If you could work I'm with, sorry, he said if you could work with like any artist in the industry or you know who, who are some artists that inspire you that you would like to work with, who would it be? Number one is the one and only Drake. Yes. Okay. If I could work with Drake, like my life will be I could die that day and like I'll be satisfied. But Drake, um, Giveon, mm. um, I'm like an R&B person. Um, yeah, it's giving me that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like, I love, I love R&B. Uh, rap wise, Drake, uh, dang, rap wise, that's hard. I would, I would probably, I would love to get a song with Mulatto. Okay. Um, I like how she's like really versatile because she can rap about, you know, like the little raunchy stuff, but then like her... Her uh, XXL freestyle, mm-hmm. like she was really like talking about, you know, like stuff. 
Yeah, I was just talking about um, her on the show, too, and how, like, she changed her name and everything, and we were discussing that. So I think she's definitely dope for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure it's more like, I, I just can't think off the top of my head, but Drake is definitely top, yeah. top two, not two. Drake is definitely going to go down as um, the GOAT uh, for our generation, for sure. Oh, and, and I'm sorry, you know. Well, you already said besides him, but yeah, definitely Kevin Gates, because that's like that was like the inspiration behind all of this. I wanted to make a cover mm-hmm. to the new um, Kevin Gates, like the Plug Daughter Two. I wanted to make a cover, but I'm just like, I can't release no half-ass shit. Like I gotta go, mm-hmm. I gotta go all the way in. So you've been taking your time with that one. I, I respect yes. it. I respect it. I just want to say for everyone in the chat right now, um, if y'all have any questions for, you know, the plugs daughter, feel free to drop them in the question box and I'll try to answer them before we get out of here because that is something that I like to do, you know, let the fans chat it up. So now my next question for you is what would you say would be the biggest misconception people have about you and why? So personally, I've actually heard people like meet me in in person mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, like you real goofy, you real down to earth. And I'm like, what you expect? <laughs> like, well, you just look stuck up from your social media. And I'm like, I don't see how, like I'm pretty transparent. Right. I, um, I, I goof off on the internet, but I think people sometimes get misled by like the amount of followers mm-hmm. because a lot of days, a lot of days I've seen girls now who have like a million followers and let that go to their head. Right, right, and I'm right. you're just like you're still regular, like you know, you're not doing nothing with those million followers, you don't have a brand behind you, you don't have anything to promote. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, but people just think they are the prize because they got a certain amount of followers. And I'm like, if Instagram shut down tomorrow, if there was no more Instagram tomorrow, I'm still gonna be me, yeah. I think that's a, a really dope point, and a lot of people can learn from it because, like. Social media is not real. Like, I really want people to know that <laughs> it's not yes. real. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you, we use it. I mean, for people in entertainment, we use it for to promote our brands and do things of that nature. But it should never be like the determining factor. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it really is. And also, you know, people have to learn to step away from it. I mean, how have you as an artist managed with social media? Because I know it can be a lot being online and sometimes seeing negative comments and things of that nature. So I was literally just talking to my manager about this two days ago. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it does get overwhelming because people try to like make assumptions of you based off of your social media. They can see a 10 second clip of you with your son or something. And then try to make all these assumptions like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, the internet is really miserable, and they'll turn, like, a happy moment into something that is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself, a lot of the time, which I, I still need to work on, though, a lot of the time, I ignore my comments. I will not read my comments, but I need to because there's so many people that support me and so many people that are, like, behind me, and I feel like I need to interact with them more. Okay. Um, to, you know, just to show them, like, I'm not, like, stuck up. It's, it's none of that. Um, but I do get so many negative comments so it's like I try to weave that out, and I fail to realize how many people actually support me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and I do take my hiatus sometimes. Like sometimes you just need a break from social media. Like some, I literally sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, yeah, I I don't feel like doing the internet today. It's another job. Like the internet is a job sometimes. Yeah, it really is, and you know that's fair. I mean, I think it is like important to um, take a break. And, you know, just detox, because if not, it could really mess with your mental health. So I think that's a big thing. And, you know, speaking of mental health, I always like ask artists, you know, what are some things that they do to maintain their mental health being in the industry like the music one? Because you have to have thick skin and you have to have your head on your shoulders. So so what are some things you do? I will say I kind of already get ahead. I have eight brothers um and like the bullying starts at home you feel me so you know my brother's roasting me trying to beat me up stuff like that so I had already came into the real world like mm-hmm. with tough skin um so then like now that is it's like amplified times a hundred mm-hmm. it's just kind of like I'm in control of it because I can 
I, I determine what I see, really. Mm-hmm. So like, if I don't pay attention to my comments, then it, it doesn't really bother me. Um, which is actually great for me though, because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I do actually like I was I was diagnosed with bi- bipolar depression. Mm. I mean, I was supposed to be on like medication and stuff, but I decided for my own sake that I'm not going to do that because it made me like feel like a zombie. It didn't make me feel like myself. Mm. So I found other ways to like cope with those things when I feel like I'm down or like, you know, depressed and stuff. I just found other ways. So I walk, I'll take walks. I, I write, of course. Um, my bad trait is that I shop. So when I'm really depressed, mm. I shop like a lot and it's bad. But it just makes me feel better. It's like retail therapy for me. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, a lot of times, like for people that are in the industry, you need a break. I know like people who don't really deal with it might not, like, it doesn't seem like that. But if you're dealing with this and it's like amplified times 100, it can be draining. Yeah. Like the, the amount of death threats or like negative comments I get about my body or Anything that I do, it's just, it's always something, no matter, no matter how nice of a person you try to be. Yeah. And it's just really sucky because like the people that make those kind of comments, it's like, okay, but what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Yeah. And so many times, like, like I find myself like searching on surgery pages for hours and hours. Cause I'm like, the internet really does like mess with your mind. If you're looking at women who look a certain type of way all day, every day, and then you look at yourself and you're kind of like comparing yourself to these women that you don't look like, it's kind of like, dang. And we fail to realize like we are, we are beautiful as we are, but we're just getting so comfortable with the internet. Mm-hmm. And like you Your audio cut out. I'm sorry. They still like Photoshop their bodies and stuff like that. So we just fail to realize like the internet is not real life. Yeah, it's not. And, you know, I love how you said, you know, some things that you do do to maintain your mental health, like taking walks and writing, because I definitely think those are important and, you know, are takeaways that other people can, you know, use as well who may be struggling with their mental health or trying to find ways to cope. And I think that's, you know, really dope for sure. So mm-hmm. now I want to get a little bit back into the music and ask you, um, out of all the songs that you've created, what has to be your favorite track? And I also want you to talk about your project that you were working on. My favorite track. <laughs> mm, that's a that's a hard one. It could um, be unreleased. Unreleased or I would say my my favorite release song is Problems, um, just because it's like for me it was like it was like a like it was like a step to the next level. Like I was overcoming something that I thought I would not mm-hmm. be able to like get it. You know, heartbreak sometimes sucks. Okay, and if anybody deal with it, like you can literally feel your heart break. Like you get that sick feeling, mm-hmm. your heart break. You just feel weak. You can't eat. So it was just like I felt like I overcame something. So like now when I listen to that song, I'm just like, like this that heat. Um, and then fuck it up, of course, is my favorite because that's my like go to twerking song. Like when I'm ready to throw some ass, fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. And Tusi, like he did his shit on that song, so yes. I can't even like. I actually recently watched the music video for that um, earlier today, and it was super dope. And you know that's something I also want to get into um, because I recently interviewed Tusi what two weeks ago. It's up on it's mm-hmm. up on our page, so I have to ask. You know, what was it like working with him, and like, how did that come about? It was cool working with Tusi. Um, he came in the, in the studio, like he just freestyled his verse, and he kind of like pulled me to the side. You know, he's telling me little stuff, like you know about the industry. He's just like, you know, do this, do that, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that was my first. That was like my first song I ever released, and it was just like I was working with Tusi, and it was kind of cool. Um, and then at the video shoot, like he was really, he's very, very engaged with his fans. Like Mm. I need to honestly learn some tips from him, but it's like, it's just so hard for me to sometimes engage with my fans. Cause even going live on Instagram, like people be in the comments talking crazy. Like they are now. And it's just like, you know, I don't be wanting to deal with that stuff. I know what you mean. I feel like I wish there was a way you could just like block the negative comments. Uh, 
and that's the thing. Like, I'll get on Instagram Live, like, just chilling here with my family or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, they'll start talking about the people that I'm hanging with. They'll talk about my mom. And they'll talk about everybody else's around me's bodies and stuff. And it's just like, do I really want to bring my family into this, like, into this world? Like, do I really want them out there like that? Right. Um, but, yeah, working with 2C was definitely cool, though. He's very engaged with his fans. Um, like, the whole video shoot, he was live, like, the whole time. Mm, okay. So I thought, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely cool, like, down-to-earth person for sure. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I felt that way from speaking with him. So I can imagine, like, working with him was good for sure. Yep. Um, so you did- And it was cold that day when we it shot that cold. video. It was freezing outside. <laughs> so you did just mention, you know, like, you trying to navigate, like, interacting with your fans and, like, introducing your family to this social media world what is that like with you having a son and being an artist like how have you been managing with that i mean for the most part like i said i'm able to like weave all of that out there's been like my son and i we've we've gone viral on twitter so many times right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and people will take there's like a clip of me and my son we had a pillow fight like a blindfolded pillow fight right and we're in the house like we're comfortable and something just tells me, like, since our eyes are blindfolded, let me record because I want to see what we look like. So, you know, I set my phone up or whatever, and I'm recording. And we're in our house clothes. So he's, like, in his boxers. I'm in my shorts or whatever. So I thought it was hilarious. I posted on Twitter. Then people are like, oh, why are you walking around the house in shorts on? Your child is in here. And, da, 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 da. you know, just yeah. making it seem like my son is sexualizing me. And I'm like, dude, at the time, he was, like, five. I'm like, dude, he's five. He's not looking like, oh, my mom has fat ass. Right. I'm sorry. It just didn't cross my mind. But, of course, the internet was making it something that it's not. Um, and, I, and I want my son to feel comfortable in his house because this is where he lives. This is where he lays his head. You want to walk around with your boxes on, no T-shirt, this is where you live. You should feel comfortable where you live. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely weird. Um, but my son, like, it's so funny. So we'll be in a car or something, and he'll see, like, a homeless person. He's like... Mom, maybe they should just be a rapper like you and they wouldn't be homeless. And I'm like, it don't work like that, baby. Like, it don't work like that. And it's just, it's cool though. He, so he's in one of my um, videos in the song Flex. Um, it's just cool because he looks at it so much different than I do. Like he, he's, he just thinks I'm like this super like rich person. Like I'm on already like Megan Thee Stallion status. So we'll be we'll be out and like people recognize me. He's like, "Dang, mom, you famous." I'm like, "I wish, I wish I was rich and famous, but not there yet." No, but that's dope, and I think that's definitely like a good support like system, and definitely you know can make you feel good. And it shows that he really believes in you because kids, yeah, are, kids are real genuine. Um, yeah, especially at that young age of six, you know they'll they'll definitely tell tell it like it is. So. It's funny sometimes, like, he'll be walking around. Because he was at my Fuck It Up video shoot. He was at the Nigga Please video shoot. Like, he's always around. He's always around. He he's might be, like, in the background. He might not be in the video, but he's always around. And it's just so funny because, like, he'll be walking around the house, and he'll be like, Mom, can I say the bad word? And I'm like, no. And he'll be like, okay. So he'll be like, do please. Do please. And I'm just like, <laughs> so weird. He's a weird kid. But he's definitely, like, a big supporter. He's always around. So he be seeing the process. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. That's good for sure, for sure. So my final question for you is, if you could leave the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? If I, if I could leave the listeners with one thing about me? To remember. To remember. Um, and why? Hmm. Okay, well, I guess the most important, like, if y'all see me out, don't be scared to say, hey, but also don't be too comfortable because I might be looking bad that day because I've been out. People try to take pictures of me and it's like, wait, hold up. I wasn't ready. You know? Yeah, like, you know, lace be, lace be messed up and stuff. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like, I'm not, I'm not stuck up, y'all. Mm-hmm. So don't let the internet, like, fool y'all. Um, yeah, I'm cool, I guess. I felt the need to say that because so many times, like, people will message me on Instagram and be like, hey, I saw you at Walmart, but I was scared to talk. I'm like, girl, you could have said hey. Right, right. But I, I do sometimes, I do be having that, like, resting bitch face. So I just be like. Mm-hmm. 
looking around. Um, and then, of course, click the link in my bio. Make sure y'all check out my music. So, you know, we need that. We need all that. Okay. I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. This was a super dope conversation. This live will definitely, well, should post right after I end it to our Instagram page. So anyone that missed it can tune in. And, yeah, thank you so much. And I'm wishing you all the best. Thank you. And I meant to tell you, too, you are so pretty. I didn't want to, like, thank come you. into it saying that, but you're so pretty. Thank you. Same to you. Base car is valid. Okay. Gang, gang. <laughs> But thank you. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too. Take care. Okay, y'all. So that wraps up our interview with the Pug's daughter. That was super duper dope. Love her. Make sure y'all tap in and check out her music. And speaking of music, you know, every night, let me pin this right now real quick. Pin this comment. Yeah, nigga, please buy the plugs. Daughter is on all platforms. And, you know, every night we like to highlight an independent artist who is basically doing dope things and, you know, just doing what they got to do, putting it on for the one-on. So this week we're highlighting London Hill from New York and her latest single, Respect. So make sure y'all tap in, tune in, and let me know what y'all think about that. And I will see y'all next week. Same, mm, I'm lying. I won't see y'all next week because I'm going on vacation. So I will see y'all in two weeks. I know y'all going to miss me, but, you know, Black Talk Radio, if you need anything, my personal is Kristen Ayana. Hit me up. We could chat. And, yeah, see y'all.